Our Father and our God, we thank you that your word is our rule, your Holy Spirit our teacher, and your Son's greater glory may it always be our supreme concern. In his name we pray, amen. Would you be seated please? And if you have your worship uh, bulletin with you or your Bibles, would you open to Psalm 84 that was read to us just a few moments ago? I find it incredible to think and reflect that the Psalms that we read, the Psalm that was read to us today, are the Psalms that Jesus read, the same Psalms. He loved the Psalms. He would have read them and memorized them and pondered them in his heart and then he used them, as many of you know, to interpret his own life and his own work. And in the psalm that's before us today, Psalm 84, the psalmist longs to enter into the courts, the courtyards of the Lord, and there to join with those who live in God's house. Verse 7, look with me in Psalm 84. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. They're going from where? From strength to strength. We'll come back to that motif in just a moment. If you were to ask a, a random selection of Christians in church on a Sunday, what characterizes them? I imagine very few of them would say, strength characterizes me, going from strength to strength. Because it seems to me that a significant portion of the Christian community spends much of its life with a lack of strength. And we're not alone to think like this. Think back in the Bible to the Apostle Paul, who said similar things about himself. Consider all that God did through Paul and in Paul and for God's glory in his life. And yet under the inspiration of God, the Holy Spirit, what was it that Paul said? He boasts in weakness and hardship, and challenge, and difficulty. And why did, he, why did he say that? He did so because he knew the strength of the Lord's people. The strength they have and enjoy is not a strength that comes from them. It is a strength that comes only from the Lord. Look in verse 5 of our psalm. Let's have our Bibles open. I've discovered, haven't you, that, that Bibles are a lot better open than they are closed. Well, well, we'll go there this morning and look at some of the verses. Look at verse 5, Psalm 84. Blessed are those whose strength, there it is, is in you, in whose heart are the highways the Zion. Verse 7, that's where I want to focus today. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. They go from strength to strength. It's a very bold word. Security is in him, strength in him, boldness in him, strength in the Lord. In the Reformed tradition of the Christian church, especially the Dutch Reformed, when the consistory is meeting for prayer just before the service, just like some of you were meeting out in the fireside room before prayer, just as they come out of the prayer meeting, the elder says to the, to the brother who's about to minister the sermon, the Word of God, he uses one Dutch word right before he goes into the pulpit. Just as he ascends to the pulpit, they say to him, Stekta, Stekta, which means strength. 
strength to be given to the Lord's servant in serving the Lord's people. Virtue, valor, substance, strength, not in the preacher, but in the Lord and in His Word. And here, look with me, verse 7. This is precisely what the Lord is doing. He's coming to His people, and He's describing the way in which they go from strength to strength, from valor to substance, from virtue to virtue. And it's a strength that is sustained. Do you notice that? It carries with it the strength of the Lord, moving God's people forward in their pilgrimage here on earth into the presence, into the courtyards of the Lord. Well, that's where the psalmist is this morning. It's a beautiful picture, and I want you just to contemplate the context for a moment. Here is the context where the Lord's people are at a distance from the holy city, Jerusalem, from the public worship, the ordinances of worship, separated from Jerusalem. And as a result, the psalmist's heart is longing to be there in the courtyards of the Lord, longing to dwell with God. How amiable, lovely are your dwelling places, O Lord of hosts. And in the Old Testament, under that ceremonial system, the men went up only three times a year to Jerusalem from wherever they were living, ascending up the hills from the Judean desert up towards the holy city to that place of public worship. And if you can imagine what it would have been like to have been separated or barred from all of that, to only go to worship with God's people three times a year. And here's the psalmist says, this is what I'm longing for. We get to come every week, but they came three times a year to Jerusalem. Blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise. How beautiful, how amiable, how lovely are your dwelling places. Isn't it a beautiful thing to be in the Lord's presence? And that brings us to our text in verse 7. The psalmist speaks about progress, going up towards Jerusalem, but also about destination. Progress and destination. They go from strength to strength. There's the progress. But every one of them appears before God where? In Zion. There's the destination, progress and destination. And here are the Lord's people going from strength to strength, gathering new virtue and courage in the face of difficulty, and they're moving towards the Lord. What a beautiful picture that is. He's the destination. No doubt like me and my wife and family, you too, in your own Christian journey, know something of this pilgrimage going up to Jerusalem towards the Lord. But as we do, we go through some dry places. This psalm refers to them as the, the, the valley of Bakar, Bakar, dry place. Leaving that, all that, that dryness behind, we ascend up into the hills of the Lord. And as we do that in our own earthly pilgrimage, we get through one dry place and we, we think we're going to be okay, but boom, there's another one. And then there's another travail and another challenge, all on the journey, right before our faces. I'm sure you will have experienced those sort of times. And it seems to be the way, doesn't it? And yet, and yet, the Lord says, in the face of those challenges, in the face of those arid times, what happens? The Lord's people are gathering strength, new courage, new virtue, 
and they're moving closer to the Lord from strength to strength. In the same way, the Apostle Paul writes to Christians in the church in Rome that the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. Faith that goes on and on. It goes on believing is the context there. Keeps going on strength to strength, faith to faith. And while we do not have a, a temple to which we go up to worship the Lord through the valley of Bacar, the Lord's people today, we're, we're still on a pilgrimage. And we're still pressing through portions of wilderness. Consider the wilderness and the brokenness of the towns and cities of our nation. Consider the wilderness of the Twin Cities. But in many respects, we too, we too believers in Christ are in a type of wilderness. We're, we're on our way towards a destination, aren't we? Towards the Lord, moving towards glory, towards heaven in itself. Charles Wesley wrote that great hymn, Change from glory into glory, till in heaven we take our place, permanently moving into the courtyards of heaven in the presence of the Lord. It's so beautiful. And this psalm speaks very pertinently and directly to, to us as Christians, to our, our current present experience. And this too, this psalm can be our song. It can be our psalm in the present hour as we go from strength to strength through the wilderness of life towards that moment when we will appear before the Lord in glory. And I want you to notice three things as we journey together towards Christ in this wilderness that come out of this psalm. They've been so helpful to me over the years. This psalm has been very pertinent to me in my own Christian journey. I hope it will be to you as well. Here's the first one, verse 7. It speaks of privilege. Would you say privilege? Privilege. It speaks of privilege. Look, verse 7, they go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. This is not a privilege that's given to the world. No, it's not a privilege that belongs to every human being moving from strength to strength. Appearing before God in Zion is a privilege that belongs to the Lord's own people, the sons of God, the daughters of God, those who belong to Jesus. This is our privilege, and it comes to us from Christ. We go from strength to strength towards our heavenly destination. We pass through the valley of Bacar, that arid, dry place, the wilderness of this earth. But look what happens when we pass through it as Christians. How is it that we as Christians change our communities? The psalmist says here, they become, they become pools and springs of water. Because as Christians pass through the arid, dry places, we bring the presence of Christ with us. And we refresh our communities. And I know heaven can seem, it can seem a little distant and a little far off. And the valley of Bacar surrounds us. And there's much that gives us pause for discouragement, many things that are setbacks and disheartening and things that weigh us down, trials and surprises and discouragements all en route to Christ. This was St. Paul's experience as well. In his great missionary journeys in Acts chapter 14, he's in a, in a place called Lystra with his ministry colleague Barnabas. 
Paul is proclaiming the gospel and he gets stoned with rocks and dragged out of the city and left for dead. What does he say? I'm done. I'm done with the church. All it does is bruise me. No, he goes back in, in a sense, for more. And we read in Acts 14, he strengthens the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith and saying that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. He, he exhorts them to continue on, to keep on, not to let the culture or the politics or the virus get us down, not to be weighed down by it all, because the Lord provides a way. As they go through the valley of Bacar, they make it a place of springs. Brothers and sisters, the Lord provides for us in the wilderness of this life in which He has placed us. He gives us gospel comfort in the Word of God by His Spirit. Consider with me Isaiah chapter 40. The Lord renewing the strength of those who do what? Those who wait upon Him. The same language, the same idea of strength shall be renewed from strength to strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles, run and not be weary, walk and not be faint. But you might say to me, Bishop, it seems to me as at times as if I'm, I'm ready to faint here in this wilderness in the Twin Cities ready to expire, ready to, ready to give in. But I say to you, never, never. They go from strength to strength, from faith to faith. My power, says God, being made perfect in weakness. You know, in the end, when we, when we land there in heaven at our destination, there'll be no Christian who hobbles into heaven saying, I was left I was abandoned. I was bereft of resources. I had to crawl and scratch my way in the remainder of my journey to make it here. No such thing will ever be heard or ever seen or ever known because the Lord gives strength. He gives encouragement to His people. It is the Lord's own supply. That's what makes this an incredible privilege, do you see? the Lord providing for His people. Secondly, there's a pattern. Firstly, a privilege. Second, a pattern. Would you say pattern? You're getting the hang of it. You're doing well. The pattern of the Lord going from strength to strength. We have, a, we have the image here of the Lord's people going to His house. They've traveled in the strength of those great companies down from Galilee, up from the south, towards Jerusalem. They've picked up more people on the way, a great caravan of people. They've got nearer and nearer to Jerusalem, and the picture is going from strength to strength. This is God's pattern. Think back in the Old Testament with me to Abraham. He goes from strength to strength. In faith, the Lord promises, and the Lord takes him from one degree of strength to the, another. He has, first of all, strength to do what? To leave his hometown and to journey into the unknown. He leaves a place called Ur. I've always imagined saying to somebody, I've lived in Ur, Ur of the Chaldees. And, and the Lord takes him into the unknown, and he's a sense, he goes into no man's land, a place that is, that is full of powerful individuals, and he wanders around as a meandering foreigner, 
he becomes a rather wealthy meandering foreigner, but he's, he's traveling around as a nomad. And you never see him settling. He seems to be always on the go. And up to Mount Moriah, he goes to sacrifice his son, his only son. And Paul describes it for us very vividly in Romans chapter 4. Up to Mount Moriah they go, Isaac with him. Everything hangs on Isaac. The whole trajectory of where Abraham began and where he's going hangs on Isaac. And the Lord says to him, offer him as a sacrifice. He's going from strength to strength. The wood is there. The altar is there. His son is bound, a knife raised, and he has the strength of the Lord to walk in the faith of the Lord, and the Lord stays his hand. God comes through. What about Job? Strict of everything, and yet he too goes from strength to strength. Do you see the pattern? A godly man above all of those in the earth at the time, praying for his children. He has all these wonderful things, and yet Crisis after crisis besets him. But as the difficulties arise, so too does his strength as he waits upon the Lord and he refuses to curse God. He refuses to bow down and give up. No, he refuses to listen to those friends of his who reputationally assault him. He just goes from strength to strength. Or in the New Testament, the pattern is the same. The Christian doesn't live in a static environment with a static set of circumstances. We're never in limbo. We're never in no man's land, never in mutual, uh, neutral. We're never coasting because we're either going forward, deeper into Christ, or backwards. But we're never standing still. In fact, Peter talks about this in his letter. He says, take care, take care that you are not carried away and that you do not fall backward. He says that. But he says, grow up, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord. This is the Lord's pattern. And you might feel you're at the end of your tether, sapped, but I say to you, the Lord will take you from strength to strength. He is faithful to do what he says he will do in his word. Paul fights, he keeps the faith, and he finishes the race. He forgets what lies behind. He, he, what does he do? He strains forward like an athlete with wings pulsating on their neck, straining forward into the will of the Lord. So there's the pattern. Firstly, the privilege. This is for God's people. The pattern going from strength to strength, finishing the race not falling out on the last lap. But thirdly, there's also a promise. Would you say promise? Promise. promise. Look with me again, verse 7. Have a look in the text. They go from strength to strength. Here it is. Here's the promise. Every one of them in Zion appears before God. How many of them? Every one of them. How many? Did you, did you catch it in the psalm? Every one of them. No one has fallen out on the last lap. They go from strength to strength. This is what God does. Each one appears before God in Zion. Every Christian, not just one or two, every Christian will reach their destination and appear before God. Every one of them appears. In fact, the Hebrew text here that's used in the book of Psalms, 
carries with it the concept of every last one of them, every single one of them will appear before the Lord. On that great last day, there will not be a single one of the Lord's people missing. Not one. The Lord is building His kingdom. Not one of them will be missing. Not one of them. They'll be given strength to arrive. You will be given strength to arrive. No matter what your circumstances, I too will be given strength to arise, arrive because the Lord tells us here in His Word. And on that day, on that day, on that day, you will be able to say like the Apostle Paul, you know, all of that suffering that we talked about, all of that sickness, all of that being broken, all of that being beaten down, all the disappointments, all the trials, all the sapped energy, all the reputational challenges, all of that stuff, guess what? It is not even worthy to be compared to the glory that shall follow. You can take all of that stuff and you can chuck it because it doesn't even factor in. Keep your focus there. That is the promise. Journey with me up to Jerusalem. How lovely are your dwelling places. How amiable are your dwelling places, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, even faints. I so much want to be there. Where? In the courtyards of the Lord. Because there my heart and my flesh will sing for joy to the living God. And they go from strength to strength. Each one appearing before God in Zion. Isn't it beautiful? That's the Lord's promise. Let's pray. Our gracious and eternal God in heaven, we come to you the strength of your people, the God who indeed is invincible, the God whose glory is in his strength. And we thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior and Redeemer of your people. O oh Lord, grant, even now, that we would have a fresh sense of imparted strength to go forth in the name and confidence and grace of Christ. And may it be, O Lord, in all these things that all the glory and praise would return to you through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.